This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. I was probably, you know, a UX person who was not for Agile and have grown to love Agile. <laughs> my, my name's Brett Dusick. I am a senior UX engineer currently. I've been in the industry for about eight years as a UX designer. And prior to that, I uh, did a lot of web development in general and kind of came across UX around 2010, 2011. And the mindset around UX kind of really interested me. Since then, and uh, over the course of five, six years, have been absorbed kind of in more agile companies that are or companies attempting to go agile and have learned a lot about the UX process and how it can break down in the Agile process and ways you can maybe potentially fix it. This is the first episode of Designers Who Hated Agile, but now love it. Coming from the perspective of being a product owner. A certified product owner, not formally in the role, but somebody that is, as a UX engineer, interested in that role in conjunction with UX design. You said, here I'm reading the Reddit, I might be able to provide a fairly unique perspective being a product owner, certified UX engineer, who's seen these two play poorly with each other at multiple companies. I love talking about UX being the bond between the business and its agile transformation, as well as solving some key problems of integrating UX into Scrum. Sure. Historically, I have worked with a few companies, fairly larger companies, uh, as a UX designer. And uh, one of the kind of things that stands out is the Scrum process is typically broken or been kind of altered to fit the realm of the corporate world. And um, as a result, also, uh, the UX process tends to either be deficient or just at a very low stage of design maturity. So I have had to navigate that scenario on a few occasions. On the opposite side of that, I've also seen a more mature design environment where at the same time, Agile was also performing fairly well. So I've kind of concluded over the years that they are not necessarily mutually exclusive of one another that when there is positive design maturity, so too is there often positive agile maturity and uh, vice versa. It's fascinating. Tell me about the good agile team, but design broken. Tell me how, what was going on there. That environment, the problem was that design was far behind the curve of the transformation. And mind you, I'm kind of coming from this from a design maturity standpoint of there's stages of that maturity coming from look and feel all the way up to CEO, executive level buy-in and strategy. So that's kind of the realm and spectrum. In this environment, Agile was working fairly well. The ceremonies were working fairly well. Uh, There was pretty solid uh, structure to the Scrum process, uh, pretty good product ownership, and decent cross-functional teamwork. So where the design would often fail in UX is that it was oftentimes uh, pigeonholed inside of the dev team and in the sprint. And I think that that was where the point of failure was. Okay, so the design was pigeonholed with the dev team. So let's dive in on that. The product owner generating the uh, in, in the refinements would 
elicit examples and scenarios from the stakeholders, develop out uh, you know acceptance criteria, we would size things, and then things would get prioritized and then placed on the sprint in the sprint planning. However, the design tasks would be attached to that during the breakout of tasks during the sprint planning. The problem with that is that the, the UX process kind of commands that there needs to be a, a higher level thinking to journey and the experience across a product. And in some instances, even getting as far into it as building design systems and having cohesion in the UI out of the rules defined by that design system. So when that wasn't in place, the design effectively took on kind of a rampant, just let's get something uh, mocked up. And it became very much oriented toward look and feel as opposed to hypothesis-driven design, having research behind it. Do you have an example of where something was done, how do I say, by look and feel, but it should should have had more, uh, I don't know, I guess testing uh, or or research behind its design? So my, my company today, we deal a lot with philanthropy. And one of the things that has come up is that the product vision was driven by the business. So the business kind of has been in the space for for 20, 30 years, and they have a fairly good understanding of a portion of the audience, that being the donors that actually give. So they were embarking into a new model in the philanthropy industry and had assumed that it it should be donor-focused. And what happened was we spent about two years building that product being donor-focused, only to find out that once I've gotten to a point of maturity with our process to conduct proper user research, um, conduct surveys, interviews, collect feedback, do design sessions. And out of that, we learned that majority of the work is actually done by financial advisors that represent donors. And out of that, our product was misaligned terribly with the user need of the system. So we were often communicating things to a donor-centric mindset when we needed to be talking to and executing on capabilities for a financial advisor who has a whole entirely different mindset. Wow, whole different user role. Okay. Uh, and in fact, it was so bad that actually I would say that in some circumstances, upwards of 90% of the work was not the donor mm-hmm. and usage. And uh, we found that the donors were infrequent users, which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Wow. That's a big, yeah, that's like a, that's a big pivot that was needed to happen. And wow. So now that was a situation where a team was doing good agile, but uh, the design discipline wasn't uh, working well with the agile. If you had a time machine and you could go back, what would you do different? There are a few concepts in the design industry that oftentimes kind of get pigeonholed into I guess, different roles, uh, one being service design, the other being UX design, um, and then there's research and a lot of in-between. If I had to go back, I would make it a point early on to sit with stakeholders of each department from an operational standpoint and get a good sense of their perspective on the business. And through that, we, we would have discovered some business needs operationally. And mind you, the reason why I would start there is that in, in, in regards to like the FAs, the financial advisors, some of that would have started to bear out into a, a discovery into that user. 
some of the departments in the business were well aware of those users while others weren't. So uh, I would have went cross department, done alignments with them to sit down and have a basic discussion about what UX is, what role we hope to accomplish in collaboration with those departments, and uh, the type of feedback and information that is valuable to the product and to the design from their particular departments and how that would actually be executed. That gets a little bit more into kind of a service design oriented mindset where we're kind of focused operationally in the interactions of the people in the business. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel, Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become Agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the US on Amazon, in India on pathy.com, in China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. Next episode, more Brett. You know what I'm hearing is you're with a team of people and you've got a solution on how you could have discovered this earlier in the game by taking on this cross-organizational communication role yourself. How would you include the team in that? Or would you include the team?